Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Welcome back. This is Balloon Party, driven by Munganass, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN. My name is Tim McKernan, standing over there, sitting over there. I'm sitting. Yeah, I'm standing. And really, height-wise, we're, we're even looking yeah, each other in the eye. eyes. God bless America. What a mess. I think I got a growth spurt coming. Yeah, I think so. That's I some leg cramping overnight, and I feel like that's a spurt. It's a good positive outlook. It is our pleasure to welcome to the program first appearance on the show. First chance to talk with Lynn Worthy, new baseball writer with the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. You can read his work at stltoday.com as well. Lynn, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us. I, I want to get your opinion right away when you saw that Jordan Walker had been sent down yesterday. What were you thinking? Oh, I was I was a little surprised, uh, particularly about the timing, because it sounded like um, you know folks were expecting that he might get back in the lineup yesterday mm-hmm. and try to um, show some of the stuff he's been working on recently. Like they talk about, you know, him trying to make some adjustments, uh, having a work day. Um, working on sort of some swing pass stuff, trying to get the ball lifted a little bit. Um, so I thought he'd probably be back in the lineup and we'd see where he was at with that. Um, in the bigger scheme, I guess I'm not totally shocked just in that, you know, there was that log jam in the outfield. Um, I think uh, John Mozeliak had mentioned that pre- the day earlier on Valley Sports that, you know, there was probably going to be something that gave a little more consistency to the lineup coming, you know, fairly soon. So when you put that put it in that context, it's like, all right, well, I guess this kind of makes sense because they are going to have to figure out something with the outfield mix. Yeah, Lynn, I'm curious what you think has gone on with uh, Jordan Walker's performance here in this first month in the season because he certainly got himself some base hits. But if you compare and contrast it to what we saw in Jupiter and the surrounding areas in the first half of spring training, um, he was he was hitting the ball more like Nolan Gorman has been hitting the ball in the first month of the regular season. And here with the Cardinals, he does have two home runs, but it has been a lot of base hits and a lot of balls on the ground. Any uh, thought as to what has contributed to that? Is, it, is, is, is there perhaps some kind of injury? Is it the pitchers catching on to him and then making adjustments and he hasn't been able to adjust? What are your what are your theories on that? I don't, and as far as I know, there's no injury. I mean, I don't, I don't believe there's any. Not that I remember uh, seeing any signs of nothing that was alluded to, nothing that you could see visibly. Um, I think it's really more of the adjustments that you know pitchers have made to him and him having to make the adjustments. I mean, you, you use the example of Nolan Gorman. Well, we know how Nolan Gorman started off this season, but we also know some of the growing pains he went through last season, and he had to make that adjustment. He had to do it, you know, over an off season. He's not the only one. I mean, you see this with a lot of young guys come up. Um, I think we even saw it somewhat, you know, in spring training's a, a weird thing. But, I mean, there were a few weeks in spring training where we were watching, you know, uh, Jordan Walker and, and, you know, seeing the top prospect and seeing how he's doing in some of these live ABs and things like that before game started. And we were saying, ooh, this is looking kind of rough. And then, obviously, he made some adjustments. And, you know, then the game started and lights came on, uh, so to speak, in spring training. And, um you know, he obviously performed very well. Uh, so I think it's more of the adjustment thing. I don't think it's, you know, anything behind the scenes going on, at least not that uh, we have any indication of. Lynn Worthy, uh, baseball writer for the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, our guest here on Balloon Party 101 ESPN. One of the things that people have wondered is why Taylor Motter back with the organization as opposed to 
Wanya Pez, my theory on that is whoever they brought in they is most likely not going to get much playing time because they want to go to this four-person rotation in the outfield and want Yepes to continue to get playing time at Memphis. That is my theory. Any thoughts on Mata or Yepes or anybody else who would have possibly been in the mix with Walker going down? Uh, I think it, I wasn't totally surprised by that. I thought um, you know the playing time thing was the first thing came, that came to mind was that um, – if you bring, you know, somebody like Yepes up and he's only getting um, limited time, then it's, you know, what did you really bring him up for? Could yeah. he maybe benefit more from the at-bats at AAA? Um, Martyr, I think, also is just gives you a little more flexibility because he can play the middle infield, he can play the corners, he can um, he can play m- multiple spots. I mean, I think they – well, I know earlier in the season they even had him, you know, um, catching some bullpens just in case of an emergency. So I think his flexibility and the fact that he's going to be – probably seeing limited time um, made him probably more of the the choice at this point. Yeah, and that, that, that was where I was coming from as well. It's just one of those things. I think what happens is when you have a team performing at the level that the Cardinals are through the first 25 games, and then you have the prize prospect go down uh, to the minors, it, it, there's just frustration all over the place. It's totally understandable. It's absolutely natural. It would be any fan base feeling this way. I think some people going into the season, Lynn, thought that the Cardinals could be a championship team, but I think more people thought that this would be a team with wins in the mid, maybe upper 80s, and then would have to to get fortunate against some of the top tiers in the National League in order to run deep. But I don't think anybody saw this coming. So now that we have a month into the season and 25 games under our belts, what has stood out to you that has played a role in this team off to a start that has them relegated to the basement in the National League Central? I guess in um, in a broad sense, it's just the inconsistency. I mean, like if there was one thing that jumped out, then in theory it would be easier to fix or easier to address or at least easier to sort of hone in on. But from night to night, it's different things. I mean, like, you know, they're, I mean, if you look at their, you know, um, pitching staff and you say their ERA, I think, is down, uh, team ERA is something like 22nd, starters is 24th. But then you look at this series and you say the starting pitching, you know, you had, um, I think Montgomery gave up one unearned run in a loss. Um, you had a, a decent start from uh, uh, Woodford the other day. Um, you you would probably want more length, but he puts into the six, only gives up a couple of runs. You still have a chance to win that game up until, you know, two strikes in the in the ninth inning. Um, and even yesterday, you want more out of Mats than that. You want more length. I mean, you know, he gives up two runs, which isn't terrible, but you definitely want a, a longer outing than that. Right. Um, but if the starting pitching didn't lose you those, you know, those three games in the series so far, um, and then there's certain days where, you know, the starting pitching's been rough. I mean, we saw it earlier in the season. Um, and then there's times where, you know, defense has let you down. And part of it, that was part of the equation last night, whether it's that, you know, that ball that, um, you know, Burleson and, and, and Newtbar sort of converge on and, and then Newtbar's not able to uh, haul it in. Um, so I think, and we, I think we all documented earlier in the season, you know, their inability to sort of deliver the big hit at certain times with runners in scoring position. So if it was one thing, I think it would maybe be it wouldn't I don't think it would make anybody feel any better as far as fans, but I think then it'd be okay, you know what the issue is, everybody would sort of hone in on that. Yeah. But the fact that it's different things on different nights, I think, only makes it more frustrating. Yeah, for I, I couldn't agree with you more about that. That's the thing. Even if you do get a good outing, and you were talking about the Montgomery outing, 
the offense isn't there or the defense isn't there, which has been the case throughout the San Francisco series. Each game has had one of these plays where you go, oh, my goodness. Uh, that's the thing that makes me wonder what can be done and how good the team really is. I recognize the record is 9-16, and 16, and that is a big problem. But there is talent on the roster that would make one think that this has got to be the worst 25-game stretch of the season. I would have to think that. With that said, it is still super early from a making a move with another organization standpoint. Uh, have you gotten any sense of any appetite to make a, a substantial acquisition or anything that they would do outside of the inevitable return of, of Adam Wainwright, Lynn? I, I don't think so, especially not this early. I yeah. mean, I think the, par- the problem is that this early in the season, teams still are, you know, there's no motivation to make that move this early. Um, you're, you're less than 30 games into the season. Um, you're not going to, you know, give up something of note. I mean, the move you see early this in the season is usually, you know, guys who are, you know, DFA'd or guys who are going to be sent to the minors or guys who are going to be released and you try and get something for them or you're swapping guys that are, you know, um, sort of on the outs on, on both sides. You're not getting significant guys back, guys that are going to make differences for your rotation, your bullpen, your lineup. Not usually this early in the season. I mean, I think, um, I mean, even May is still kind of sort of early. I mean, end of May, June, you start to see some of that as teams start to t- take a, you know, get ahead of the, the trade deadline and um, the market starts to form. But this early in the season, um, I think you're more apt to see teams, you know, go with, uh, you know, um, different options that they have on their internal uh, internal options or on their, on their minor league system or things like that, as opposed to giving up something um, that might help them down the line off of what they've only seen through, you know, 30 days worth of baseball. Lynn Worthy, St. Louis Post-Dispatch, online at stltoday.com. Lynn, thank you so much for joining the show. Enjoyed the conversation. Thanks for having me. There he is, Lynn Worthy, with us here on Balloon Party, driven by Munganass, St. Louis Acura, and all in Toyota. Your thoughts are welcome, 314-399-9646, or you can use the 101 ESPN app to leave a mic drop and give your thoughts on the state of things. When I say I expect this to be, and I really do, the worst 25-game stretch. So you got games 1 through 25, 26 through 50, right. 51 through 75, and so on and so forth. I can't imagine that they would have another stretch where they're seven games under 500. It would right. really surprise me. Right. But then at the same time, you know, I can't help take myself back to November-ish, December-ish with the Blues. I know I've used this analogy, but it's really because, you know, I've been doing shows in St. Louis for for two-plus decades. I haven't seen a year in which both teams had expectations. And so that's why I take 2007 out of the mix. The Blues were in a different position at that time, and the Cardinals dealt with injuries real early in that season, where both teams had high expectations and both really disappointed. That's different than, say, like Spagnolo's Rams or, you know, something like right, that or right. Kim Anderson's Missouri Tigers. So it's a, it's a different kind of set of circumstances here where both teams didn't necessarily, in my opinion, and I, and I think most of the fan base felt this way. It's not like Blues fans are like, this is Stanley Cup year. Or Cardinals are like, this is a world championship year. I think in both cases, more people than not expect the playoffs, but not necessarily deep runs. But either way. To have what happened at the outset of the Blue season and to have what's happened at the outset of the Cardinal season, surprising. The Cardinal one, I would say, is even more surprising. And it, it goes back to something that Lynn said, and that is you can't really pinpoint one issue. Right. There are so many 
issues. But still, there is talent there, or at least on paper, you feel like, I feel like there is. So then you go, what is the problem? Your thoughts are welcome. 314-399-9646. We will read your text. We are getting a lot of them this morning. Mike Drops, 101 ESPN app. Tim McKernan, Action Jackson with you. Cardinal discussion here on Balloon Party, driven by Mungan S. St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota. 101 ESPN.